prime time, baby. Ooh, let's go. We are presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. I'm joined by Ryan Konigsberg. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Wow. We just went through... <laughs> I don't even know the words. Um, I'm kind of speechless, honestly, but I'm going to try and get the words out best I can. Your thoughts, Ryan, on what we just went through. I think I want to start with the overall vibes in Boulder today. It Even just walking up. So we park in the parking garage of the Champions Center, and we start walking up. It Didn't it almost feel like you were walking into a concert or a sporting event? But literally the first car we saw, the guys like talk, talking us through the window and stuff, just yeah. like asking about what's going on. It was crazy. It was insane. And so you have a, this flock of people. And I guess I should have thought of this, but I didn't think about the fact that they were going to open up this press conference to donors and fans, you know, and, and people of that nature. Right. And so we walk into the room. And it's like walking into a wedding or something. There's just people yeah. everywhere. And, you know, just so much energy. And I ran into multiple former buffs, Daniel Graham, uh, Charles Johnson. And, like, they're just so hype. I run into Lance Carl, who's obviously a part of the athletic department. And he's just like, you know, you know when you're, like, super hyped and someone goes in for the handshake and you just yep, <clears throat> yep. gave me one of those. And it was just like, wow, the energy that... Dion Primetime Sanders has brought to Boulder, Colorado overnight is just absurd. And that's before he got on the mic. Yes. <laughs> it was the whole entire room was just blowing up. People were cheering, clapping like crazy as soon as he entered the room. Uh, from Francois Simmons, that first question, be honest, RK and Jake, how big were your smiles during this presser? Ten miles wide for me. I could I enjoyed it. It was just a blast just to be there. Yeah. What about you? Like I said on our takeaway you know, it, it was a performance. I was just soaking it up. You know, I was trying to tweet out a few things that I found to be notable. Most of the time I was just watching because it was just a sight to behold the way that the man commands a room, the way that he runs the microphone. He was legitimately just spitting bars. He was like just on a roll and people were clapping and people were cheering and it's just like uh like i said there it was like so college football to just see like the media's there you know trying to do their thing but mostly it was just like an event for big time you know people around the program just cheering and clapping and like rick george is up there and rick george is a guy who i defended on this show a couple months ago and got you know flamed for it well rick george is up there getting a standing ovation not just that but like ooh, ooh, yeah ooh, ooh, like <laughs> legit just, it was insane man uh and dion you know we always talk about how the coach wins the press conference yep um the coach always wins the press conference except for probably carl durrell he didn't really win any press conferences um but dion man it was on a different level you know who else was bringing the vibes was the chancellor phil de stefano de stefano de stefano yes uh, he he got an he got an ovation when he, he announced that they're working on the transfer requirements. He, there were fire fill chants earlier in the yes. year at Folsom Field. Yes, uh, it's crazy. The news from him, of course, the Buffs Colorado is changing their transfer rules. They are going to expedite the degrees that these athletes can earn. Also, any uh, person who wants to come back to CU and earn a degree is going to be eligible for that program too. This is, of course, massive news. The portal opens tomorrow. Keep it tuned here. It's going to get crazy. But, um, yeah, man, the vibes from all three of them on stage were just incredible. It really was. And, and 
you know, my biggest takeaway from the way that Dion spoke today was how does a recruit say no to this? I mean, he truly does have the cadence of uh, almost like a preacher. Yep. But he's just saying all of these, you know, profound things about what they're going to do and, you know, how they're going to get Boulder back and what a beautiful place this is and the facilities. And it was just like captivating. And you just imagine he's going into a room with mom, dad and son and speaking that way. How do you say? I just don't know how you say no to that. Yep. To go back to Rick George, too. I mean, he was obviously feeling himself. Uh, everyone was happy was just with the hire, of course. But again, another guy that was getting fire RG chance and his Twitter was just set ablaze at points during this season. He is now, I mean, a savior for this university, uh, for this football team. He, you could even see in his eyes. He was getting kind of emotional at some points, too, especially when he was talking about his wife and just the process he's gone through the last two months. And, and Dion loves him. I mean, loves him some Rick George. That He said, that's my guy. He was talking about different people, and then he goes, oh, and Rick, that's a whole other story. Yep. You know, got laughs for that and was just singing the praises of Rick George. And I, I, I am really happy for Rick George because Rick George has, you know, worked tirelessly to try to get this program back. Like, it hasn't been successful. Obviously, the Mel Tucker thing felt like it was going in the right direction before Mel bailed on him. He had his hands tied with the Darrell hire, made a bad hire out of a you know out of a bad situation, impossible situation, and has been just getting beaten down like you mentioned. And I was just really happy for him to now bring in Deion Sanders, get that savior sort of feeling that people have towards him, and then Deion Sanders is up there just talking about him as if he is the best athletic director in the country. And I really got the feeling, you know, there's been so much conversation around. Why would Dion come here? Why would he be interested? What 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 about CU? What is this? I really felt like Rick George was a massive, massive reason why Dion Sanders came to Boulder. Uh, and the way that he spoke about him, the way that he talked about how he's always checking up on him, sending him pictures of the stadium. This is going to be your spot soon. Hey, it's cold out now, but it'll melt in a few hours. I'll send you another picture. Like... It was really, really cool to see Dion give him all of that credit. Um, and I feel like that is a tactical and smart move by Dion as well. Like, those two need to work together. Yep. Uh, and, he, you know, obviously Rick has been doing anything and everything he can to make it easier for a coach to succeed here. And also a huge shout-out to Todd Solomon, Solomon yes, yes. who also had a big, big role in making this happen. Um, but I was happy for Rick that – prime not only you know came here to help him but also said hey this this guy's for, for real he's the real deal i think uh the moment i go back to is when dion was talking about rick george he said thank you i don't know eight times in a row to yep. rick george i mean it was very sincere the quote that you mentioned earlier dion says rick is a whole other thing i've met my match to get dion sanders to say that about you yeah is pretty notable um well and, and go ahead. I, I also found it surprising and notable that he said, thank you, Boulder. I feel like I owe you and I'm going to work tirelessly. Like, I don't feel that way. I feel like we owe him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and for him to kind of be humble about that and say, hey, you guys gave me this opportunity. He didn't say it, but it's true. Not a lot of other places um, were had the balls to do this. And 
you know, he, he said, I'm going to get us back because that's what you guys deserve. And I feel like I owe you. And I felt like that was really, really awesome. Tons to get to today. Um, any other general thoughts on the press conference before we dive into the rest of the show? I mean, it's from the press conference, but I think it segues nicely into our next topic or one of our next topics, which was the absolute moment of the press conference. Yes. He's obviously talking about his family, talking about his kids. He looks over and says, where's Shador? Shador stands up and he says, there's your quarterback. Which was just like... What a moment. What a moment and what a like only prime type of thing. You yep. know, Adam Mares was in here a minute ago and he was like, can you imagine what that would have been like if it was, I don't know, Bronco Mendenhall <laughs> right. and he brought in his son and was like, there's your quarterback. Right. He would be like, eh, I don't know so much about that. But, you know, he clearly believes in Shador as a player. Shador, 41 touchdown, total touchdowns this season, six interceptions, absolutely carved up the swag. And it was an unprecedented moment. Uh, definitely the first time ever a player has been named the starting quarterback at a school he doesn't go to. Mm -hmm. um, probably broke some rules along the way. And I just, I think Dion goes to the beat of his own drum. He's not really worried about your rules. I don't think it's going to, you know, cause anyone to get suspended or anything like that. Right. Um, but it was just, it was a hell of a moment. And I think one, a moment that if this program gets to where we think it can go under Deion Sanders and Shadour Sanders in the next couple of years, that's going to be like the beginning of hype videos, you know, right. uh, because that's, that's essentially where it all started. Great lead into our next topic. But first, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You won't find a better deal this season on Buffs basketball tickets and next year on Buffs football tickets. If you love DMBR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends. There you go. See your basketball go. tickets this week. Beautiful. They took a hard loss today. Back-to-back uh, -back losses. Tough one. Um, Buff Nation, for those wondering about basketball, we will get to that later in the week. Obviously, more important things to talk about right now. But also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $100 or $150 in free bets if they do. You can also check out their stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your winnings up to 100%. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMBR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Steven, I see you in the comments. We will get to Winston Watkins Jr. in just a minute. But first, you already kind of talked about Shadur. Um, sounds like he's going to go back, play the Celebration Bowl at Jackson State. But he is going to be the quarterback of the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, and we obviously knew that was coming. But it was a cool moment to see it happen today. Um, he is a very, very good quarterback yep. prospect. Uh, you know, I, I saw, actually saw someone in the comments of our takeaways video saying he's not a D1 football player. He absolutely Absol he's a is four -star a four-star recruit, right? A four-star recruit. Uh, I think I said this last night. He was not, he is not an FCS player that's jumping up to FBS. He is an FBS player who happened to be playing at FCS, uh, along with some of his teammates who very likely seems could be coming with him right. to Boulder. Um, but his accuracy was the number one thing. We watched the uh, the SWAC championship game 
uh, yesterday. Yep. Gosh, feels like a <laughs> month know. ago. Um, and that was the number one thing that stuck out to me was accuracy. You know, everyone's going to like do the whole like, oh, yeah, dual threat quarterback thing. This dude can win from the pocket. Yep. He has a pinpoint arm and two different times he threw just fantastic back shoulder balls for touchdowns in that game. Uh, he is going to be a, an instant impact. Immediately one of the better quarterbacks that CU has had in a while, if not the best eventually. You know, I think if there's one thing that could take him to the next level, it's a little bit of arm strength. And, you know, as you saw them touring the facilities in the video that came out this morning, he's going to be in the best facility he's ever had uh, in, in terms of an opportunity to work out and get better and get stronger. Uh, obviously, you know, world-class nutrition program in Boulder as well. That will help him and all these guys build themselves up. So he is a very legit player, very special, not a guy who has to win with his legs by any stretch of the mind. And I would say he's he's more like Patrick Mahomes in the sense it's like I'm not comparing them as players. No, of but course. Mahomes uses his legs only when he has to. Right. Uh, and I think that's what we've seen in our early takeaways from Shador. I know you're going to put a film room together on him yep. uh, this week. Yep. This week. So I look forward to reading that and watching that. But he's uh, this is immediately an, a, a massive upgrade at the most important position. Absolutely. I mean, you you just fucking killed it, man. I mean, the accuracy is. Super impressive. I can't remember which touchdown it was. It was the one that put them up 33-7, to I believe. Um, throw into the near side pylon. It's just a perfect throw right into the receiver's hands. I mean, literally, it's the receiver catches it or no one touches it. Beautiful stuff. And as you mentioned, just with his instincts in the pocket, this is something we talk about on the DMVR Broncos draft pod a lot, is the bloodlines of a player. Sometimes that stuff really comes through in those moments, just feeling the game, especially at quarterback. He has that feel for the game. He can feel the backside pressure. He knows when the pocket's kind of collapsing around him. He knows where to find these throwing lanes. He's a very good prospect, and as you said, he's probably going to be one of, if not the best, quarterback that CU has seen in quite some time. Uh, Ali, there was a comment just above from Trevon um, that I think is pretty notable that we should talk about because we're going to see a lot of this as we go through the weeks and days here. There it is. Alabama running back Trey Saunders just asked, uh, coach on Twitter, do they have room in Colorado? Unbelievable. Crazy. This, we talked about it yesterday about how immediate this would be, especially with the transfer portal officially opening up tomorrow. But I don't think people are ready for that. Like, even, we won't say any names, but some of the media we talked to today was like hesitant. Oh, oh you know, he had, you know, 10, 11 players down there at Jackson. Like, how, if he only brings 10 or 11 good players to see you, you know, how uh, how big of an impact is that really going to make next season? It is going to be, in my opinion, much, much more vast than that. Uh, and just little things like that, and we can get into it. Winston Watkins Jr., you know, who is a, a 2025 prospect, but a five-star prospect. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a school that has three five-star prospects in their history. Well, now they have four committed, at least. Yep. Um, you have, you know, then Travis Hunter, and I, I'm sorry, I'm taking all the talking It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's you have Travis good. Hunter then posting on his Instagram story, uh, that was fast with a buffalo emoji. And then he also tweeted it, that was fast with a smirking emoji, which I feel like might even be more telling. Yep. So that's the number one recruit in the nation last year. There's another five star. Um, you are going to see, I mean, they've got their work cut out for them tonight, honestly. Yeah. Just in terms of 
calling people and saying, hey, are you interested in coming to Colorado? Because everyone in the country is thinking about Colorado right now. Every one of them. Like you think, If you think I'm exaggerating, I'm not. Every recruit yep. in the nation is saying, hmm, Colorado, that's interesting. And the opportunity is not 10 or 11 players. I truly believe it can be 30, maybe 40 players that are coming in here and in ch- changing the talent level immensely immediately. Huge points. I mean, this roster needs a ton of work, and that's where I think we're going to see a lot of the improvement in year one, obviously. Let's talk about Travis Hunter. Um, I talked to a source today while at the press conference. It sounds like this is very likely to happen. Uh, The window opens on Monday. Stay tuned. Yeah, and I would guess, I know it's going to happen with Shador. Obviously, Prime is going back to coach the Celebration Bowl and finish off there. To be honest, I have no issue with this. Um, it helps a lot that this game is this week because a lot of times coaches go back to coach their bowl game or want to go back to coach their bowl game, and that's a month away. Yep. This is a week, um, and we have seen so many times, Jake, coaches embarrassing themselves on their way out when they're leaving a program. And Mel Tucker is the most perfect example of this. Didn't tell the players – he has, he, we call him Midnight Mel for a reason because he left in the middle of the night yep. and never came back. Uh, and I think it says a lot about the person and the man that Deion Sanders is that he wants to go back and finish this job there. I have yep. no qualms about it, no issues at all. Um, I know he's going to have to be working double duty, essentially recruiting to Colorado and game planning for that game. But so getting back to the main point, Shador is also going to play in that game. So it means he's not transferring tomorrow. Uh, and I would assume Travis Hunter right. is probably going to be along right. the same lines. Um, I do, uh, I, I do uh, just hope those guys stay healthy. That's yes. my, that's my big thing for that game for them. But um, yeah, Hunter. I mean, you've watched a little bit of him. What can you tell me about him? I mean, pure athlete. He was the number one recruit in the country for a reason. It seems just like a natural football player. He's got ball skills on both sides of the ball. Uh, football or uh, football. <laughs> offense and defense um on offense that touchdown pass that Shador threw to him early in the year one perfect ball perfect ball but it's Travis Hunter's ability to kind of tightrope the sideline in the end zone secure the catch get the feet down I mean it's spectacular stuff he's going to be a great player no matter where he ends up you already touched on Winston Watkins Jr. as it stands right now two years away the Colorado Buffaloes have the number one recruiting class in the 2025 <laughs> class. Let's fucking go. Yep. Uh, how many players do, have committed from that class? One. <laughs> and it's a five-star. Uh, I just mean, like, in terms of around the country. Oh, I mean, it's all one, two. It's, it's very few, so. Yeah, and this is actually, it, it's a funny thing. You know, it reminds me of, like, the MLB draft, where it's just like, oh, well, th- that's cool that you got them. You're not going to hear from him for a long time. Right. Where I find this to be really important is the momentum. Mm-hmm. The fact that within hours, less than 12 hours after Deion Sanders becomes the head coach of Colorado, he has a five-star commit, it just sends waves. It sends waves into the recruiting community of like, it's not just Dion and Shador coming here and maybe Travis Hunter. No, this is just the beginning of a huge snowball effect that's going to take place. So, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny talking about someone who's going to be here so long from now. But it is absolutely 
another you know another revolution for the snowball going down the hill. Yep, the gears are turning, man. Um, any other players or player type things you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, we talked a little bit about about it yesterday, but just to circle back to Brandon Innes, yep, who very clearly was intrigued enough by the fact uh, that Deion Sanders was coming to Colorado, that he was able to or was willing to hold off on signing day um, and not commit entirely to Ohio State, which, by the way, Ohio State is cranking wide receivers right yes, now. Yes, Brian Hartline is coaching them the hell up out yep. there. So, you know, that is uh, a, a vi- even extra notable that he's willing to think twice about this, another five-star wide receiver. Um, it's, it's about to get really crazy. Like you said uh, in the comments, an Alabama guy tweeting at Coach Prime, you got room for me. I don't even know what to do with this stuff. It's, that, it's one thing after another after another. That's a huge takeaway, I think, though. I mean, these guys on Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, these four or five-star guys that are kind of buried on the depth chart that don't really get chances till they're juniors and seniors, they could have a chance to enter the portal and be immediate impact players at Colorado because the roster needs it so bad. One of the best opportunities in the country, you get to play for Coach Prime now. It's crazy. Um, before we move on with the rest of the show, one final shout-out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our beers, or our Breck Brews over at DMVR. Uh, they have a beer for every occasion, whether it's watching the Buffs on the football field, basketball court, or here at the DMVR bar. You can try some of our favorites, including the Christmas Ale, the Buddy Pass, which you had a great moment with the other night. It, that's a, that is a beer. That is a strong <laughs> beer. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I think they call it a Buddy Pass because you're drinking for two. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know I love my Mountain Beach Sours, everyone that listens to this show. Um, so, sorry, lost the read. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com. Find a Breck Brew near you today. Continuing on with the show, we did have contract details come out from our friend Brian Howell over at the Boulder Daily Camera. It seems... Before you get to that, just want to tell everyone, hit us with a thumbs up yes, if please. you're enjoying the show. I know we've had a ton of new eyeballs in the last few days. Super excited uh, to have you guys in the fold. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you come back. We're going to continue uh, doing these live shows on YouTube. You can also subscribe to the podcast, which is even more frequent, uh, DNVR Buffs podcast. Um, but just want to say we appreciate all the new eyeballs, and, uh, and we hope you guys are enjoying the show. Yep. Shout out to everyone watching right now. So at Brian Howell 33, he says, Deion Sanders deal with Colorado is five years, 29 and a half million, an average of 5.9 million per year. He'll make 5.5 million in the first year with raises of 200,000 every year. Up to now, the 3.6 million paid to Carl Durrell this year was the most CU has paid to a head coach. Um, in terms of buyout, if Sanders left this year, he would owe 15 or the team, I guess, that hires him. Yeah, technically it's in the contract as the coach is on the hook, but the the team that's right. would be trying to hire him always pays this bill. Sanders would owe $15 million this year if he left after uh, the 23 season, $10 million in the second year, $8 million in the third, $5 million any year after that. Um, if Colorado fires Sanders at any point without cause, the school would owe him 75% of his remaining contract. Um, we have the Regents meeting coming on, when is that, Mon- tomorrow that that happens think, to approve the contract? I thought it was December 4th. I think that's... Is that... Maybe it's tomorrow. Okay. It's December 4th is today, but Today maybe or tomorrow. So we'll hear that finalized at some point. Just your thoughts on that with after the debacle that was Mel Tucker and then Carl Durrell's buyout. Yeah, so... Uh, CU really fumbled the bag on the last two versions of this. 
Um, the, the buyout on Mel Tucker was far too low. The buyout on uh, Carl Durrell was far too high. The way I look at this contract for the Buffs is this is a home run swing when you are, I mean, just to keep it, I guess, realistic, when you are down four in the ninth and the bases are loaded. But the thing is, they're not like that. They're really down 20 in the ninth. Bases happen to be loaded. They are swinging for the fences on this. If for whatever reason, which let me be very clear, I do not expect to happen, this thing fails miserably, I you can't even be mad about it. You know what I no. mean? It's like you were at your at the very end of your rope and you were able to attract someone of this prominence. You had to do what you had to do uh, in terms of money to get him here. So crank that buyout up because the more likely situation is that he absolutely kills it and someone else who can offer a lot more than we can at this point comes in and gets him. You need to be in a position to secure yourself for the future. And so instead of paying a coach, you're getting paid and you hope to do that time and time again. Hopefully, if all goes well, Prime has this program in a position where they're competing for championships again. And this is a destination job. Um, obviously, you know, I've talked about it with you before. If all really, really goes well, the next time the Big Ten is expanding, they're interested in Colorado because the truth is, in my opinion, we're going to two conferences eventually. The SEC is going to grab a bunch of people that they believe are legitimate. The Big Ten is going to grab a bunch of people that they believe are legitimate. They're no longer to be called the SEC and the Big Ten. It's going to be the, the All-State Conference and the, the AFLAC Conference. <laughs> and it'll essentially operate, uh, maybe unfortunately, like pro sports, where you have two conferences yep. uh, and the champions meet each other or whatever. Maybe we do still do the 12-team playoffs. But it's six from one side, six from the other, whatever it may be. You need to put yourself in position for the next step. And again, this is... We were staring down the barrel of, you know, of the end of Colorado football. I don't know if it's quite that dire, but it sure felt like it. And you swing for the fences on this. You hope that you go up a step. You hope that he stays here forever and wins a million games. Yep. Maybe not realistic. You hope that you go up a step. You get the bag from him leaving. You hire another great coach, and you continue to elevate and, and keep yourself uh, among the relevant in college football. Shout out to all you JSU fans in the comments. Something I saw too, uh, Shiloh Sanders. I don't think he can transfer in. He already transferred twice, but Hot Chocolate says there, Shiloh can apply for a waiver to potentially transfer in. So we'll see there. Oh, and I do want to just expand, expound on what you said. Really appreciate all the JSU fans in the yes. comments. We've had, I feel like, a lot of really cool JSU fans yep. in the comments just saying, hey, we wish you the best. Um, I, I, I obviously, you know feel for them um that uh you know that, that we had to take coach prime from them right um but i think it's been really cool to see the support from them watching the show commenting hitting us with likes um and i and i hope that cu fans are are treating them with hospitality in absolutely. the comments as well absolutely let's start to wrap it up prime said something that was very interesting in his press conference obviously the expectations are high now he said his are higher for this program so let's give our own expectations and predictions for what we're going to see. Um, so much to hit here. We'll start with this year's recruiting class. How high could they possibly finish? Your guess. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a limit on this. Um, I guess I'll say top 10 um, is like, if that happens, that's insane. 
but I don't really want to put limits on these things and ceilings on these things because I just don't think we've even seen the the tip of the iceberg on what this is going to do from a recruiting standpoint. So um, I believe Deion Sanders when he says your expectations may be high, but mine are higher, especially because as CU fans, we're just not ready yeah. to believe in something that great yet. Like, uh, you know, I said this in the car today, like if the Buffs won six games next year, I would be a happy man. Um, we, for those of you who are new around here, like we have been down horrendous yep. for a long, long time. So I don't think that that's where his expectations are. I think that his expectations are higher. And the same thing goes for the recruiting class, which I believe he expects to have the number one recruiting class. Mm -hmm. I think top 25 is a lock. I think that uh, top 15 looks really good. Top 10 looks also really good. So as you said, we'll see how high they go. Record prediction for next year. I don't want to get into predictions because we literally don't even know anything about the roster okay. right now other than Shadur Sanders is on it. What's the ceiling then for this team next year? Here's what I'll say. I firmly believe that Colorado is going to be the first team ever to go from one win one season to preseason top 25 the yep. next season. Like, I think that's where this, this roster is going to get to. Um, and I think that the hype is going to be so great around the program and the exposure is going to be so great around the program that when people are putting together their preseason top 25s, which might I add is the most meaningless thing of all time. Yes. <laughs> They're just going to be thinking about Colorado because, oh, they got this guy and that guy and five-star and four-star and five-star and transfer and this and that, um, that I think that they're going to be a preseason top 25 program. So with that being said, I think when you're in that area, you're expected to be at the very least an eight-win team. Is that fair to say? Yes. I mean, as someone pointed out in the comments, I think five or six wins would be a fantastic year just with where this program has been. But let's not put a ceiling on it. I mean, no. I think eight wins is completely plausible. Uh, double digits might be completely plausible too, just with the Pac-12 schedule. If you're able to get through the non-conference slate, dare I say three and zero or two and one, I mean you're setting yourself up. You got Stanford on the schedule, also you get USC at home. Um, an interesting note on next year's schedule: the last month, all four games on the road. Hate that. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah, you, you know I think again, no ceilings. Double digits feels crazy to me yeah um but that that's because we're thinking about colorado football as it is right now mm -hmm. and the one thing i'll say is that succeeding and succeeding quickly with a whole new team is more difficult now talent is above all in college football but you're also going to be competing against teams that are talented and more experienced uh in terms of playing together so I'll, you know, I want to make sure that that is, is made clear. If they bring in 30 new players, it's going to take a while to put together things. And, you know, you're installing new systems for the players that were here anyway and the ones that you want to keep. Um, so it's not, as, it's not quite as simple as just get the talent and the job is done. Uh, but I think it's fair to start believing in the idea of this team's going to a bowl game next year just based on the early returns and the immediate impact that uh, Shador Sanders is going to have on the offense. We talked roster hype. We talked next year hype. We talked recruiting class hype. So this leads me to this. We just saw the playoff got expanded to 12 teams. It takes effect in 2024. When that season rolls around, are the Colorado Buffaloes in the playoff conversation? <laughs> so 12-team playoff, right? Yep. 
Conference winner, uh, top four conference champions get a bye. Yeah. I'll say we are in the conversation. I'm not saying we're making it. Right. But I just, the level of player that is about to come to Colorado is just something that we've never experienced before. So yeah. um, I'm not going to put any ceilings like we've said. That is a, that is a, a legitimate, I believe, goal that I think anyone uh, involved around the team w would envision, even though I know that I don't think Prime is going to be thinking about three years down the road or two years down the road. But I think it's it's legitimate to expect that this team gets back to national, true national relevance that quickly. That hits all my talking points, so let's open it up a bit. Allie, do we have any Super Chats? All right, let's Hit us with it. your questions, by the way, yes. in the comments. There is a ton of people watching this right now. We have no, we have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. We can talk no. all night. Yes. So uh, Shoot hit your us questions with in. your questions or comments. Uh, love, love talking buffs with you guys. Another Saturday in the fall with Adam Fisher. Super chat. He says, so happy for you, Buff fans. You guys deserve this 100%. That's my biggest takeaway, I think, from this, is just the fan base, how awesome these people are, and how much they deserve this moment. Ali, do we have any questions oh, in the chat? Go ahead. I was just going to say, it was really cool seeing the fans who showed out, not just at uh, the airport last night when yes. Prime arrived in town. Then they're standing outside of the Champion Center when he got there. Then they're like hanging out of the fences of Folsom Field, chanting his name as he goes through. Um, and it was really cool today to hear Prime talk about that was his big takeaway. He mm -hmm. said, you know, obviously it's beautiful here. This campus is beautiful. Um, but the fans uh, is something that I've really felt immediately. Um, you know, there was silly, silly talk from people saying, oh, I don't know if, you know, Boulder is going to accept Coach Prime and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, you just don't know. You don't know what you're right. talking about. Um, because this town is starving to be relevant once again. Uh, and also, we're talking about Deion Sanders, someone who everyone knows and everyone, you know, respects from a football player standpoint who has only, you know, grown and grown his brand. Boulder is going to love this man because he – is going to care about these players. He's going to care about the program, obviously, and he's going to build this thing up. Um, I also saw some dumb comment from a national reporter last night who said, like, how many people at Colorado right now even know who Deion Sanders is? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're, this is Deion Sanders <laughs> yes. we're talking about. Like, w one of the greatest football players of yes. all time. How many people on campus? And then he's like, well, my point was that people don't go to see you for sports. They go there for snowboarding and this, that, and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. Did you see the TCU game? Because I was standing there as there was literally not an inch of space in the student section for a team that was not very good the year before and lost all of their good players. In the first game of the season, the student section, which holds about 10,000 students, was legitimately this is not an uh, an exaggeration overflowing it was overflowing there wasn't enough room to the point where they expanded the student section this year so this is not a bunch of hippie students who don't know about football this is a fan base including the students who are going to support them and who obviously know who Deion sanders is um we got another super chat from the cut 2009 um he says I'm coming from Detroit to see Coach Prime. He is coming loaded. Colorado already got some guys flipping to them. How much are y'all tickets? <laughs> Check out the Game Time app. They'll yeah. be right in there for you. Uh, 
it's honestly, and I don't know if this is going to go up, um, but it's very affordable to be a season ticket holder at Colorado. In fact, um, I have been so every year since I graduated from being a student. And to this day, when the bill comes due, I'm like, that, that's all they're asking for? Um, I hope that that changes as, as much <laughs> as it might impact my wallet. Right, right. Uh, I hope that this program gets to a point where they can charge legitimate. But if you called up right now and you wanted to get tickets for a game next year, I think you'd be able to do so. And speaking of tickets for games next year, I loved the comment from Rick George. Yes. Um, because he was, he obviously was very, very aggressive in making this hire and probably went a little bit above the means that he had to hire a coach because of that home run swing that I'm talking about. And so he was really working hard to rally the fan base, to rally the donors. That's why they opened the doors to so many people today because they knew that Prime was going to rally them up. So he wants, obviously, as many people to donate. And I heard from someone who works in the donations office, um, you know, basically the way that you or I check our mentions in the morning to see, oh, you know, have we been getting right. action on Twitter? She's like, yeah, I check the donations every morning when I get to work. And she's like, I've never seen anything like what it was like today. So that was one thing he mentioned. But additionally, he mentioned, let's sell out the season tickets and let's fill that damn stadium with black mm -hmm. for that Nebraska game. Coach Prime's first home game is against Nebraska. The beautiful, poetic Couldn't nature of that is, is so perfect. And let's just be honest here. I hope they're not watching. But last time we played them, there was way too much fucking red in that stadium. Yep. So don't sell your tickets. And I hope that the fact that this is a truly monumental event, Coach Prime's first game in Boulder, will make it so people say, I don't care what the price is. Right. I'm holding on to these tickets so I can say I was there for that game. Yep. That's the type of pride that people should take in this. Do not sell your tickets. Please do not sell your tickets to Nebraska fans. I know that they're going to offer ridiculous amounts of money. Let's fill it up with Buffs fans uh, and give this team and this coach the ovation that they deserve. Well said by one of the leaders of Buff Nation, Ryan Konigsberg, right there. Uh, we have a couple of comments ready to go, some questions. So does Coach Prime have full control of the program? That's a great question. I guess I would need to hear what full control yes. means. I'll say this. He has a hell of a lot of control in terms of the personnel that he's going to bring. Uh, I don't remember if you mentioned in the contract, he's getting a $5 million salary pool for his assistance, yes. which was huge for him. It was one of the big things he said about when he was leaving JSU, essentially saying that it's not necessarily about the bag for me, but it would be unfair to these guys to not consider an opportunity that can be life-changing for them. He was making, I think Henry said somewhere around like 350 K or something at Jackson. Sorry if that's low. Um, but just so you guys know, assistant coaches make significantly less than head coaches. Yep. So you you think that some of those assistants were making five figures. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be a big, big difference about the way that he's able to compensate those people. Now, he will have full control over that. Uh, I also know that he is already making changes in terms of the digital staff, um, bringing in some of his own people there. Uh, so, yes, I, I would say that he has full control of the program he's obviously been a, a catalyst in getting these uh transfer requirements changed um I, I can't really think of anything that he's not going to be able to have his hands on to add to that i mean well said but to add to that 
We have to remember, I think, that this is a coach that is coaching his first year in the Power Five, too. He's not going to know everything. Yes, he has Deion Sanders. Yes, he has a ton of clout and will bring a ton of players and changes to this program. But he's still kind of learning on the job, too. So I think full control at this point in terms of full control of everything, like roster and all that, that's probably the case right now. Uh, but in terms of just having his hands all over the university and how things are done, uh, to be seen, I think, is a safe thing to say. Yeah, and, and I hope that um, Prime realizes that like the athletic department at Colorado is a large department. There's yep. a lot of people that work there. And all that can do is help him. You know what I mean? And not to say he wouldn't know this, but that that is going to be a, a big difference as well. Like that Champion Center is a massive building mm -hmm. and it is full of people in the athletic department and a lot of them in the football department who are just there to support right. whatever that whatever efforts they want, whether that's graphics, whether that's hype videos, whether that's letters they're sending to recruits on on and on and on. He should be able to, for lack of a better term, weaponize this army of people to only increase and in, in further his mission right um more questions Allie. next one have you heard from any former buff players via twitter or other social media and their take on the head coach signing i've tried to retweet as many as i see on the buffs account um it's going crazy i mean i've seen bakhtiari say something um i've seen the basketball players dimwitty said something uh, i think mckinley wright said some things too yep it's i mean it, it's all going on right now. So. Yeah. I think everyone. Has I was going to say, out. have you heard from any? I would. The better question would be, have you not heard from right, me? Right. Because it has been insane. There was a bunch there today. Uh, everyone, obviously, Darian Hagan, who's currently on the staff. Charles Johnson, I mentioned. Daniel Graham, I mentioned. Matt McChesney was there. There's a ton there today. It has been nothing. And I truly mean nothing but excitement. Um, David Bakhtiari, I think you mentioned. Yep. But. Not only is there excitement, I also believe there's participation. Um, Joel Klatt is another one yes. who obviously spoke up last night, said, Prime, call me if you need anything. Um, it's, it's not just uh, that, but it's participation. I think you're going to see some of these players who over the years haven't necessarily been as eager to donate their money to the program. Um, I've already heard stories of guys who are jumping in and saying, hey, let's rally together not only just for the program, but also for the NIL collective, mm -hmm. um, some big donations coming in on that side of things too. So all around hype from all the former players. Everything's uh, changing. Go ahead, Allie. With that, we have a lot of coaching questions. First one here, does Hagen stay? Uh, this will be hard. Yep. We, we can't answer these questions, yep. to be honest. We have, not because you know, we can't share this or that. We just have no idea. Yep. Um, Darian Hagen has been a part of I think every coaching staff since Hawkins, maybe that including right. Hawkins, yeah. maybe he was even on the Barnett staff. Um, it would be tough to see him not involved at all. But I guess this is a good point for me to talk about this. And this is not me advocating at all for Darian Hagen not being a part of this. I want Darian Hagen to be a part of this. But when you want massive change, Sometimes you have to make massive changes. And yeah. I think there's going to be some uncomfortable moves that happens because Deion Sanders is here to do it his way. And he believes in his way more than anyone can believe in anything. And because of that, there is going to be some reverberation. Uh, and some people that I think Buff Nation love and respect, 
may not be along for this ride. And that's going to be a tough pill to swallow because you want these people who I mentioned last night who have suffered through all of this. You want them to be there for the come up. At the same time, you have to let Coach Prime go be Coach Prime. And I think that is going to result, uh, result in some difficult decisions. Right. Um, I saw a question also about the offensive and defensive coordinators. Yes. That's another one where we don't really know. I mean, we've seen rumors. I talked about it on yesterday's show. This article from Football Scoop came out. Sanders highly regards and remains in close contact with Willie Simmons, current Florida A&M head coach. Sanders is very interested in adding him to his offensive staff. Charles Kelly is the early leader to be Sanders DC at CU. He is Alabama's assistant defensive coordinator and safeties coach. Um, there was another guy, I think, from Alabama that was also rumored to be defensive coordinator. To answer the question, we don't know. We're, we're still waiting to find out exactly what this staff's going to look like. Any other questions, Ali, that we yes, should get we to? Do. <laughs> There's um, a lot. Yeah. We have a huge debate going on in the comments of will CU go to Under Armour or will it stay Nike? because of Coach Prime being so connected with Under Armour. Yeah, this is an interesting one, and I guess I'm coming back a little bit from what I said um, yesterday about this, right. just because I, there's been two different quotes in two different videos that would lead us to believe change is coming in some sort. There was last night in the facilities tour video, it was hard to hear because the audio wasn't great, but I think they said, something along these are going to change as they were walking past the uniforms like they, they first of all they were like damn those are sick maybe they said we're going to be adding to that i think is what i heard but again okay. it was tough to hear and then there was another comment in a video that i have not watched yet it's been a crazy day um but that was the video of Dion sanders addressing the team this yep. morning for the first time and i think he said something along the lines of there's going to be change coming with the uniforms but going back to what i said last night if you weren't with us then I had heard through sources that despite his feud with Nike, Deion Sanders was willing to work with them and try and smooth out the relationships a little bit. Um, and I think the biggest reason for that would be the fact that CU is under contract with Nike, I want to say through 2025. Now, who knows what that buyout looks like or what any of that really looks like. Obviously, I would assume Nike would want to hang on to the CU contract, mm -hmm. especially considering the fact that Deion Sanders is the coach now. Um, so, like I said, I'm not quite as confident as I was yesterday when right. I reported that, uh, just hearing those two quick comments. But at the same time, uh, there is a contract there. I don't think it will happen, but I think it's at least the door is maybe a little more open than I thought. We will see how it all unfolds. Do we have anything else? Oh, we have a lot more. <laughs> oh, no. What else do we have? Um, first one that uh, Why? I Oh, no. Oh, yes. Let's oh, keep talking. Oh, yes, of course. But I just I didn't see it. I don't know what we're um, talking about. The one that I lost the comment of was, do you guys think that CU will stay in the Pac-12? This is, I mean, with UCLA and USC, we got to wait and see with this UCLA thing, too. Right. Because the Board of Regents could decline this move because UCLA is under the umbrella of the University of California. Right. If they deem that this move is too damaging to that umbrella, they can block the move. But I also saw that if that happens, the Big Ten will pursue Oregon. So mm. it, it's really anyone's guess at this point. I don't think... We, Henry and I talked about this on the show on Thursday. It's virtually impossible for them to get kicked out of the Pac-12. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But we'll see just what happens in terms of, I mean, the Big 12 is basically a national footprint at this point. They're going, they're spanning from 
the East Coast to Cincinnati to Texas, it's all over the place there. I think you're going to see a lot more of that with these conferences. Of course, the Big Ten's trying to do that. Whether the Pac-12 is doing it themselves or they're just teaming up with another conference or whatever's left of other conferences, we'll see. The number one thing is going to be keeping that Power 5 billing, however it may be. Yep. And I think one path to that is the Pac-12 and Big 12 joining forces, creating a super conference, if you will, um, to make sure that they keep the competition level high enough to was, whereas they are nationally respected as a power conference. It might not be five at that point, mm -hmm. but a power conference who, if you go undefeated or if you're a one-loss team, you are considered for the college football playoff. Obviously, you talked about um, the eventual automatic bids mm -hmm. for the 12-team playoff. Whatever it may be, I know that these are the people who are having those conversations. And it's one of the uh, cases I made for Rick George at the beginning of this uh at the beginning of this search, which was there's no one more connected that can be the athletic director of Colorado than Rick George is when it comes to these conversations. This is a guy who's on the college football playoff committee, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Um, he would not be doing his job if he's not making sure to constantly pursue any opportunity for CU to make sure they are above water in these conversations. So will they leave the Pac-12 or will they stay in the Pac-12? I don't know. But I do know that th every move they are making right now is to make sure that they remain relevant when these realignments happen and when, I think, like I said earlier, eventually we move to two giant conferences. Yep. It seems like that's what college football is moving towards. What's next? Um, people are asking if you guys got any more information on the academic transfer rules that are changing for CU. From what um, I've heard... And you can actually read the entire statement if you want. Yeah. Um, but essentially what is going to happen is CU is going to create a committee of sorts that reviews transfer credits and determines if they are applicable. Um, for example, when I transferred my freshman year, I went to CU Denver. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but I thought, oh, you know, I was a kid who grew up in Boulder and thought, hey, I want to get out of Boulder. And then I went to CU Denver and I was like, I find myself hanging out in Boulder every weekend, so I'm right. going to go back to see you. Uh, when I transferred, I was I lost three credits. Now, this was from CU Denver, literally the same school, because they were like, oh, well, we don't offer that exact class, even though they offered a class that was essentially the same with a different name. And so I lost three credits, which, whatever, it was fine for me, but I also wasn't trying to play football. Right. And there's the whole progress towards degree situation that if you lose too many credits because CU won't accept them, then you won't be eligible to play under NCAA rules. So what it sounds to me like is CU is essentially creating a committee that can use logic in these situations to say, okay, well, here it's called creative technology, and there it was called computer technology or something along those lines. That, that curriculum is applicable for us to be able to transfer those credits in. It's a huge step in the process. So this is from Adam Munster-Tiger. He posted this um, yesterday. A quote from Chancellor Philip DiStefano on a pilot program. It's a long quote. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but I'm, he said, I'm happy to announce that in co coordination with our faculty athletics representatives, we have initiated a pilot program for transfer credit review that facilitates the expedited review of the academic credits from other institutions in order to assess their acceptability at CU Boulder as electives. This is not only helpful for student athletes looking to continue their careers at uh, CU via the transfer portal, but also for Colorado residents who are attending another university out of state. 
and want to return home to get their degree. So that's um, even adds a little bit more context to what I just said. Essentially, it's a step in the right direction. This does not fix all of our problems, and, and it's just good to know that they're working on this. But in terms of progress towards degree, I think that's the, the word they use there. Mm -hmm. um, you do need to take electives right. to get your degree when you're at Colorado. Uh, and so maybe it might not be applicable to your major, but they might be able to take a, a chunk of your credits and say, okay, we will apply that to your elective credit so you can still count it as progress towards your degree. Uh, and hopefully in certain situations, that will then stop a player from not being able to transfer in because they're able to get those credits. Anything else, Sally? What's next? Um, yes, we have a super chat here from Silverbuff. One two wow. K viewers live right now. Congrats, everyone. <laughs> Incredible. I, last night was our biggest show ever on the Buffs. I think we might be heading for new heights tonight. We just tonight. topped it. Oh, yep. Yeah. Let's go. Amazing stuff. Thank you guys. You guys honestly, are incredible. this is uh, this is like a dream for me. Yeah, um, same you know, here. I, I I love obviously doing all of our shows here, but for those of you who don't know, when I was hired to what was then BSN Denver in 2015, I was hired as a Buffs writer, um, a, you know, and creator. Um, so seeing this community rally around this moment. And for you and I to be able to talk to, you know, these people and also the new people who have eyes on the University of Colorado is really, really special. So thank you guys. Yes, we welcome everyone. Yeah, Absolutely. of course. Um, um, a big, oh, a geez. big question uh, that I've seen many times right here. I have it saved this one. Do you guys see the team meeting videos and any immediate reactions on it? Some people were disappointed in the way players were reacting. Others thought it was kind of strange so just your thoughts neither of us saw it yeah uh okay. it was a crazy morning this morning and i believe the video dropped while we were on our way to boulder so by the time we had i had seen it on my timeline we were already in the press conference so i ha i have not seen it yet i did watch the video last night of coach sanders breaking the news to jackson state and his players there um he was real man with yeah. what he said and I think that the message that he sent out to the players at Jackson State to not rush to the portal um, is wise words because you see it all too often, not just in the transfer portal, but in the NFL draft, these players declare and they're kind of left empty-handed because they outkick their coverage per se. And it just leaves everyone really in an awkward situation. Uh, that's really all I have to add on that though. Anything else? This I, comment section is insane. Yeah, yeah there's so many people. So let me just give it one last scroll. This was uh, just a crazy day, man. Like yeah. seeing the smiles on people's faces. You know, I um, left the Broncos watch along from what was a dreary day, as many of them have been in Broncos country recently, um, <sighs> to then walking up there, which was essentially just like a, a room full of joy it was yeah. just a crazy switch uh in terms of just the different dimensions there um people were coming up to me saying like hey i saw your video last night about how you know the people that have suffered through the bad times and that meant so much to me and it was just like an incredible incredible experience up there yeah just amazing stuff today um i'm actually thankful for coach prime and the buffs having this press conversation because it allowed me to forget about broncos football for a few hours <laughs> And what I heard was another excruciating loss. So yep. I was uh, actually watching it 
um, in between. Oh, it was so bad. The watch along was quotes. so oh. bad. You it, guys didn't miss out on it. It was crazy. I also got an opportunity to speak with Shadur Sanders very briefly, um, and he just seems like a great kid. Um, super stoked to kind of have him be what I would assume is the face of the program other than his dad. Right. Um, he, he was super chill. Uh, we had a little conversation about hopefully some fun stuff in the future, um, but really cool. Uh, just another thing. Just great to see that today and uh, great to see kind of the whole family there and just soaking it in. Another thing I'll add is after the whole press conferences were wrapped up, uh, the media did get to talk to Rick George for a little bit. I have recording of that. That'll be written up or at least tweeted out quotes at some point in the next 24 hours. Um, as Ryan mentioned, there will be a film room on Shadur Sanders out at some point as well as any other and most of the high-profile prospects that come to Boulder. Yeah, and uh, like I said last night, we also have a website if you're new yes. to DNVR. So go to thednvr.com. Uh, all, or I should say most of the stories there are free to read for anyone. Uh, an awesome, awesome column from our friend Ted uh, on just what last night meant and how Dion is kind of the knight in shining armor who has come to save us in our darkest days. Dion Ex Machina. Dion Ex Machina, which was just a fantastic headline <laughs> from Ted. Uh, so go check that out and check out all, all the stuff that uh, Jake is going to be putting on there in the coming days. Speaking Absolutely. of, someone said, I, I can't find their comment anymore because there's so many. They said, I need some gear that says primetime on it. Oh, well. oh perfect. Well, you've come to the right place. Oh, yes, absolutely. We've got you covered there. If you go on over to our DNVR locker. DNVRlocker.com. We have these two designs available in T-shirts and hoodies. They've been flying off the shelf, so make sure you go grab one or multiple if you want. Yeah, just to kind of continue on how crazy these last 24 hours have been, instantly... Two of our best-selling designs of all time. Insane. Um, people are, are just amazing. all over this. Buffs fans so ready uh, to rep the new era. Um, and then we have someone else who asked, what does the SCO in SCO Buffs mean? Which I wow. think is a great love question this. for all the new Love this. Hey, educational fans. episode. <laughs> uh, it is the combination of let's and go. If you say that really fast, it kind of just turns into SCO. So let's go Buffs. Sco buffs. Sco buffs, baby. And it's become a tradition. I know a few other schools use it, but CU students use it all the time. Yeah, it is a, the, the rallying cry. It's our roll tide. Um, a lot of people asking if you guys have heard any news on Travis Hunter. Um, we talked a little bit about him. We talked a little bit about him. I said that a source told me it looks fairly likely. Keep an eye out as we move through the week. But as Ryan mentioned, sounds like he's going to play in the swack or the celebration bowl. Sorry. So and, I mean, that was just me guessing. A lot of players sit out their bowl games because yeah. they know they have bigger things ahead of them. So it is possible that he could transfer. I just kind of get the feeling that the whole primetime crew is probably going to do things the same way. And we're, we know that uh, Dion is going back to coach that game, which makes me think that Shadour is going back to play that game. And I assume all of the guys who are going to eventually come with Coach Prime are going to play as well. Uh, and... I hope that Jackson. I hope that those guys play, and I hope that Jackson kicks ass. Absolutely, we'll be watching. You know that. Um, another super we chat. Have another super chat from Corey Mann. He says, first time watching you guys, and am a new fan of the Buffs today. Welcome, Corey, to Buff Nation. Go Buffs, baby! Let's go. Let's go. There are so many people <laughs> who are hopping on right now, and as I wrote in our Slack last night, we have not had a bandwagon fan in 20 years. No. So uh, I'm not that I'm calling you guys bandwagon fans, but for lack of a better term. 
brand new fans have not been coming around at all recently, uh, which is just, uh, it, it's really, really cool to see the, the program and people coming along. Uh, we have the best colors in the world, so there you have is. that going for you. Uh, to Saeed, Shamar, all these new subscribers from around the country, thank you guys so much for hopping on along. Plenty more from DMVR Buffs as we move through this unprecedented time in Buffs football. Yes, absolutely. Keep it tuned at DMVR underscore Buffs on Twitter, uh, at Jake DMVR on Twitter. Of course, Ryan Konigsberg on Twitter and Ali Monroy. Um, you guys have been fantastic. The socials have been just popping off. Uh, thank you so much for all that. I think it's time to wrap it up, man. Uh, great show today. We will be back later in the week. We've got plenty of shows to talk about, plenty of stuff to talk about. We will get to basketball, guys. I see you in the comments. Until then, Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs, baby. Sco Buffs. <laughs>